0: By Bob Marley, really? Uh,
1: is it? Kind I've never listened to Exodus lo- by uh, Bob Marley,
0: but uh, that is
1: the greatest comment that anybody's ever made about any of my jingles, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, Unless it's kind of like. Is Exodus
0: regarded as Bob Marley's really
1: stinky album? It was really bad.
0: I think it was a song rather than an album. Oh, is uh, it? Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know, really know like with with the like the kind of Jamaican sound to it, it's better than the. Has he got kind of... a party horn on his, on his records? Uh, probably not, actually. No, no that would make it better. He'll never
1: amount to anything, I think will he? That would make it better. <laughs> uh, well, he won't. Look, he's. He can, if he wants to challenge me, he can make a better jingle and send it in. I don't think that's <laughs> going to happen, is it? Uh, hello, uh, and welcome to another of uh, Political Yeti's Politics podcasts. I'm James Miller. Uh, normal service resumed this week with three grown-ups around the podcast table. Uh, as you've heard already, it doesn't necessarily mean the conversation is going to be grown-up. Um, <laughs> with me this week, uh, that voice you heard uh, comparing me to Bob Marley, I think we can put that on the podcast, uh, was Callum McCaig, MP for Aberdeen South and SNP spokesman on base. How do you say it? I say bees. Bees. It's, no,
2: actually, I've been reliably told it's Bays, as in blaze.
1: Bays. Yeah. Business, energy,
0: and industrial strategy. But Bay sounds really, really rubbish. So yeah. Bee okay. sounds kind of. Uh, my my favourite interpretation of it is beast. Beast. If you if you include the 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 sti, the strategy bit at the end, it's beast. <laughs> that's, that's like a diary story. Shh, yeah.
1: Nobody tell anybody about that one. I'll fog that for twenty quid. I'm <laughs> uh, um, also delighted to be joined. The other voice you heard. Uh, fresh off a jet from America, she's just flown in like a, like, like, Beyoncé. That's like Bey, Beyoncé. Anyway, uh, it's uh, Lindsay Razak of the Press and Journal. Hello.
2: Hi, James. Um,
0: it's the Aberdeen Massive today? It is,
1: yes. Well, because we're going to talk about Trump later and he loves Aberdeen. Or does he? Um, I did a panel last week, uh, like, pretending I know what I'm talking about. And I told these people in the city that if they want to know about Trump, the newspaper they should look at most is the Aberdeen Press and Journal. Am I right?
2: Or indeed the Buchan <laughs> Observer or Advertiser. Yeah. Did you see the headline in that, that Aberdeen was what was Aberdeenshire that? businessman wins wins presidency, presidency I think, something, yeah. something along those lines. Uh, but, no, um, we we get uh, accused of being parochial, but I, uh, they must have been joking. It, they were joking. I okay. like I would have been.
0: 100%. Uh, I, I was speaking to one of my friends at the, the Evening Express, or so the evening, the sister paper of the Press yes. and Journal, the Evening Paper. I was saying like, guys, you missed a trick here. Yes, you know, like, but they, they felt that they would have been mocked if they'd done yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, whereas I, the the Buckingham. Observer gets away with it. And got yeah, lots no, of uh, Twitter hits. Yeah. But probably
1: funny. no more readers at the end of the day. In, in fact, it in, it's in The
2: Economist, I think, actually, how, oh. how, how Trump's victory was reported around the world. I believe they get a mention.
1: <laughs> well, fair play to them. But I'm right, though. on the P&J is, is uh, well connected to Mr Trump. You're going to be first through the White House doors for the first interview. Is that right?
2: Well, something like that. But it's... We uh, oh, did we'd have some words from him already last week. There you so you uh, uh, so look at right. our website to to be um, about that.
1: Okay, we'll talk about Trump in a bit. Let's start with, see if I can press the right buttons. <laughs> More Not so won. much like Bob Marley. More parties won. I can't believe Lindsay's <laughs> got a head in her hands. You've heard it before, Lindsay, have still <laughs> got your head in your hands. Uh, Prime Minister's questions. I thought it was a good Prime Minister's questions this week. Uh, sort of. It, there was lots of interesting things to talk about. I mean, I come on here and say when Prime Minister's questions is rubbish. But uh, I thought there was a few interesting talking points. First up is the... Chagos Islands Chagos Islands alright let's go Chagos Islands yes (laughs) Jeremy Corbyn brought up the Chagos Islands literally first up was the Chagos (laughs) Islands yeah no
2: it was an odd odd start but then he did seem to just sort of leave it at that and then segue straight away into uh, what everyone thought he was going to ask about uh, being Brexit and the apparent lack of plan
1: why did he do that? Can you explain the thought process in Jeremy Corbyn's head no, very thought... Do, do you know what? I'm gonna start by mentioning the Chagos Island.
2: I do think it's genuinely an issue that he has done a lot of work on and it's an issue that's very close to his heart. So I think he felt compelled to mention it, but then realised actually, you know, to, to have a good uh, well, to have a good go at May he had to he had to go move on to Brexit. But to
1: suggest that he felt compelled to mention it. Suggests he's some sort of crazy man. I mean, like he's he doesn't have to mention. He could sit and think, well, I'd quite like to bring up the Chagos Islands, maybe I'll bring it up as question six or something. But to go in on number one, and then, then as it you was, say, take it a strange was, U-turn it was, onto It was slightly right.
2: bizarre, and then I think all of his advisers breathed a sigh of relief when he did move on mm. to kind of more mainstream Brexit, Brexit questions.
0: Um, do you know where the Chagos Islands are, Callum? Uh, they're the Pacific, off uh, Australia, or they're not? Somewhere like that.
2: I don't know. Does anybody know? Yeah,
0: I think it's British yeah. Pacific Territory, something like that. I'll take your word for yeah, it. I don't really know. Um,
1: it was a bit odd, though, wasn't it? Um, I mean, at the... All right. Let's. Since we're talking about Jeremy Corbyn, I mean, I come on here and say Jeremy Corbyn's rubbish every week
0: because he is. Um,
1: Theresa May's pretty rubbish as well, isn't she?
0: I think uh, Corbyn got the better of her two weeks ago. I think today, mm-hmm. score draw, maybe or, or no score draw. Mm. It was dire. Uh, the, the so um, he's he's doing the right thing now. Um, the, the the segue into the Chagos Islands apart, but actually focusing on trying to get some answers to the questions that everyone wants to know, which is what is actually happening. And she has no answers to that.
1: But um, he, does, he doesn't He does react. To, that's the thing, I think, is that you say he had some decent questions today, but he just asked his five questions or six questions. Yeah, he doesn't he didn't necessarily sort
2: of respond and then respond and then to prove, what she said yeah. and try
1: and apply more pressure. He applies sort of equal pressure throughout. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, in fairness, I think he probably knew that she wasn't going to answer any of the questions and therefore True. could script, I'm going to ask a question. I'm not going to get an answer. So, well, um, fine, then react uh, to that, and go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, she's not going an to answer. She's rubbish. And then, but he
2: was—he was—he was feistier today. There was sort of some fight in him, which I don't think we've necessarily seen. Uh, yes, and, and there were moments where you know he—he he was reasonably funny. At um, one
1: point, he went, "Ooh, that was exciting, wasn't it?" Yeah, I, don't I don't know what you're talking about. I don't
2: think
0: it was—it was the the cheering on the or the jeering. all oh, One of that on the other okay. benches. I think he's got a different sense of excitement to uh, uh, yes, others.
1: that's but, very true. Yeah. He likes you know marrows and making jam—that's his
0: idea. Of I genuinely never thought I would say this, but I—I I miss David Cameron. Yeah. Oh. Like, uh, like, so we—we we, oh. we are in the—we are in the position now where PMQs, like before when it was David Cameron, he never answered any of the questions. There was no substance. We still have that, but there was a bit of banter with David Cameron. Yeah, okay. Like he, there was the odd, there was the odd you, witty I, remark that probably oh, things that. up.
1: Maybe one day you'll leave the union, and then six months later you'll be going. Oh, do you know what? I miss England. that could happen, you know.
0: Kids. Yeah,
2: All right. Bear you know, in mind. I do think as well. I mean, the honeymoon period is over for Theresa May, particularly in kind of the PMQs context. But David Cameron was never that good at the beginning, was he? In terms of the the witty banter, yes. yeah, yeah. it does take a lot of time to mm. kind of get get into these things. I don't think. And if you're not naturally, before, did no. you not? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you're not naturally a funny person or somebody who kind of likes that whole banter thing i think yeah. it probably is a harder thing to get used to uh, watch it i can i can end this here i can end
1: it uh, i mean you started talking about the SNP bit yet yeah. you want to stay around for that well actually uh, that was
2: that was um probably a lesson in how to do it from angus robertson so you had jeremy corbyn made a good stab of it with his questions yeah. but then um angus came in and essentially asked the same thing in just a, a slightly more coherent way
1: yeah so he asked about brexit we had uh, what do we have? We had tons of SNP questions today. Which basically, yeah. SNP takes over PMQs. And we had well Angus Robertson, who have I written down here, SG, who's that? Stephen Geffins, George and Caravan, Martin Doherty all asked about Brexit. Mm-hmm. And they all got told by Theresa May, ah, you tried to have independence,
0: so you would have left Europe then. You voted to leave the single market, basically, is yeah. what she said. I'm not sure that's what happened.
1: Well, it is an interesting response. I mean, but actually, no, well, it's ar-
0: actually a pretty daft response because if if uh, <laughs> she's saying then that the the opposite of that was that in 2014 Scotland actually voted to remain in the EU, um, and now it's being taken out of it, so she's actually arguing against herself. I'm not sure she's realised that.
1: Well, that is uh, a good point. Yes, but the the also the other side of it is that she's basically telling Scottish MPs to. GTF, to all the person going, ah, shut up, don't ask me about Brexit. Cause well, that's what we're actually trying to do.
0: To leave. Uh, what, get her to say that? No, 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 trying to... Well, well that's true, well, yeah.
1: All right, but that's isn't that the interesting thing? I mean, this is kind of... Um, <laughs> my point is that I, I it, I, it feels like she is so confident that you, the SNP will either not call an independence referendum, or if you do call it, you will lose it. And that's why, when I mean, she did it in a conference speech, she said, you know, Scotland, there's no veto or whatever, you're staying this is going to apply to you too. She's really quite forthright in
0: her reaction to
1: Scotland, and I'm not sure that's going to play very well in Scotland. She
0: um, must be aware of this. Yeah, I, I think um, th- there will be all sorts of uh, discussions that will be being had ar- around about this, but I, I, I still come to the kind of position... We had Sunderland votes to leave, and the government's first deal that it does with anyone is... Uh, to make sure that Nissan doesn't pull the plug on in investment in Sunderland, mm-hmm. so Scotland votes to remain, and we're being told, "Get back in your box. This has got nothing to do with you. Um, we will decide. We'll maybe ask you some questions, uh, but we'll we'll do that when we've, when we've got the time to get round to it. You can got have a a, you can have a hotline, yeah, but we're not going to answer it. It's like the Cohn's hotline all over again, isn't it? It's like the
2: hotline. But she can't simply continue to say we've got a plan, we've got a plan, without giving any kind of indication as to as to what the plan involves, because it's just not reassuring. She has so far, she's it's getting not, away with it. So far, she's getting away with it. So far, but I, I, that ha- that can't continue, you know. Um, Forever there has to be some kind of some kind of thing sketched out. Um, perhaps we'll see it in this bill that's going to be. I, we'll gonna I thought
0: Martin Doherty's question: Would he? what he? Would he quoted Ruth Davidson and yes. said, "Well, will you answer Ruth Davidson? She looked particularly uh, uh, unimpressed by that question, and she was weakest in terms of dealing with that one. And it suggests, I mean, the Tories are all over the shop when it comes to this. I saw Murdo Fraser, who I'm i am not convinced is not an SMP double agent, uh, saying that the SMP needed to provide clarity on their plans for Brexit. It's like, I'm in. That's a <laughs> Very good.
1: Oh, man. We are through the looking glass, aren't we? Um... And the last SNP MP to ask you a question was George Caravan. Um,
2: was he, this is, he's a nice man, a but I'd say there's
1: not huge expectations when George got up, and he, he nailed it. But he, he, <laughs> he
2: showed how you, need, how you need to ask a question. Short, sweet, so the yes. person answering doesn't have any time to think about what they're going to say. Mm-hmm. Just get in there with a question straight away. And his question whether,
1: was, can you confirm or deny that at the highest levels there have been discussions about giving Nigel Farage a peerage? Peerage, yeah, that's right. And and Lord, she said, Farage. Uh, <laughs> and she said... These discussions are not held in public.
2: Yeah, she, yeah, she, she set hairs running. She didn't sort of um, yeah. put that notion to bed.
1: Anybody, with any sense, had run off to the bookies and put money on Lord Farage in the New Year Honours, right?
2: But then I suppose... It's yeah, going to happen. Some some people would argue that potentially she should bring him into the fold if he does have this... Um, well... Yeah, a close mean, relationship yeah. with Mr. Trump, then uh, why not? Why not make the most of it? Yeah. It
0: spares him the embarrassment of having to lose another election to get into the House of Commons. This is true, and you know
1: he's had a big
2: impact on the country.
1: Let's face it; uh, for better or ill, he's had a hell of a year.
2: But it could it could also just have been her trying to deflect uh, attention away from. Uh, the Brexit storm again but because he's been in well, um, he's been in the news what sort of this is day what, four now I think he's uh,
1: you think this was super cunning actually and that that's could, why she set the hair cunning. running going, it could be super cunning a, what's,
2: it, what's the Scottish maybe, maybe I'm a bit too think, cynical there's a squirrel there's a Farage-shaped <laughs> <laughs> squirrel <laughs> I <laughs> might that's be too cynical at that. this point but no, certainly the, we all came out of PMQs yes. you know talking about Nigel Farage so yeah, potentially it's worked
1: good thinking maybe that's what's going on um, as a uh, wannabe leader of the SNP group in Westminster, Catholic, <laughs> uh, were you sitting on the back benches watching all these—what uh, was it, six or seven of them—asking questions? Like, oh I wish it was me. I wish, wish I, wish it was me giving the. I actually, sort of I chicken.
0: really don't like PMQs when I have one. So I had one, the last one, and you it's did. just yeah, it was a good one, wasn't it? I, mean, I thought it was all right. Was. I can't actually remember what it was. Oh, I was very well well on gas, yeah. A lot of people uh, watched it and thought, "Oh,
1: he's leadership material." After mm-hmm. that.
0: Well, there, there's the two stories to that. One, so the fact I don't particularly like PMQs because yeah. you're basically you have. 650 people in the room and however many people at home and most people are just particularly those in the room are waiting for someone to not be very good at asking their question so they can laugh at them that's true uh second point so in terms of your uh <coughs> theory of my ambitions in terms of this uh i i, I sat down just before pmqs and I think it was Anne McLaughlin said, I hear you're subbing for Angus. Oh, yeah, this uh, a couple of weeks ago. Because James had tweeted, oh, uh, we'll see Cal <laughs> McCaig preparing uh, his uh, to, to step in for Angus Robertson or something like that. Yeah. So Anne had, uh, I think it was Stuart McDonald had said to add, oh, Calm's uh, standing in yeah. for uh, Angus because Angus is in Israel, which he did later go to Israel. Uh and this comes to me and was like, oh, here you're doubling for Angus. And I was like, yeah. nobody's told me.
1: <laughs> that is how you I, set yeah, a hair running. I,
0: I was properly panicking. I was like, was, <laughs> fortunately, came in and that didn't happen.
1: <laughs> um, excellent. I do love to know that people are reading my tweets at least. And... Um, they're having some sort of impact, yeah. even if yeah. it is just scaring. There's a something
0: of about the Westminster bubble, I think. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. Uh,
1: I noticed you haven't denied your ambitions to uh, lead the SNP group at the Westminster. I thought, um, I,
0: thought I pivoted away
1: yeah, beautifully. Okay. In terms uh, of I don't have these discussions in public, is that what you're <laughs> going to say? <laughs> uh, I think we also need to mention uh, Alberto Costa. Mm. Um, Alberto Bonzo was a children's program it was on when I was a kid, and unfortunately, I can't hear the name Alberto Costa without the Alberto Bonzo theme tune hit. You must, be, you must be older
2: than uh, me and Callum. Right? I am older than you so and Callum. Yes, said. No. It was very it good. said children's programme. Is it um,
0: like your jingles?
1: Uh, well, <laughs> I, maybe I'll try and find it and turn it into a jingle. <laughs> I wonder if BBC would have any copyright on it from thirty years ago. <laughs> um, but I wrote a costume is this. Uh, he's a nice guy. He's Scottish and uh, he often gets up at Scottish questions and says his bit. He's like this strange. Tory sock puppet and the SNP love to abuse him, but it's all kind of quite good natured. It's, they like to, you like to barrack him, and it, it's quite good fun. It's quite,
0: is, he's a bit of a pantomime villain yes. at these things uh, until today. Until when today, he when he
1: became a real character. Yeah,
0: and so he has been one of the, these folks who, uh, as well as his uh, his being the. Uh, the most passionate defender of Scotland and the Union in the yes. uh, in the chamber. He's also one of these folks who just strikes you as fodder for whip questions. Yeah. Uh, never seen him ask anything that was not 100% on message. Mm-hmm. Uh, and today, wow. He's he did it just showed
2: a... the trouble she's in with Brexit as well, because not only is, is the assault coming from Labour and the SNP, from her own backbenchers as, as well. Um, yeah. It was quite moving him talking it about was. his Italian parents and they've been here decades, but never natural, I mean, naturalised. Yeah. Are they going to be booted out? And yet again, the same response from Theresa May. Well, it depends on potentially what happens to yeah. Brits abroad. Uh,
0: maybe die, I, maybe no, was yeah. essentially the response. Um, but I, th- I think that's the biggest reason why we have no answer on Brexit. It's not because uh, we don't want to conduct negotiations in public. They are fighting like cats mm. in a sack over what it is amongst themselves. Yeah. Uh, not just at a cabinet level. We've now seen it Uh, at the the backbencher level yeah Um, and that's that's going to be tricky
1: right so we can all be terrified because the government doesn't know what the hell it's doing uh should we be terrified about president trump as well since sort of laying on the the fear you've been lindsay you've seen the man up close uh how how scared should we be
2: well, he's changed his tone entirely, hasn't he, since the campaign? His uh, his, Has he? his victory speech. Well, <coughs> his victory speech was very conciliatory, I, I would say. Mm-hmm. However, uh, I don't think you can wipe the slate sweat, slate clean with one speech
0: mm-hmm. after a
2: campaign that's been, you know, um, characterised by division um, and lots of the, the things uh, that he's been saying that have provoked outrage among many people. Um, but I, I attended a, a, a Trump rally just mm-hmm. outside Detroit, which was. Um, very interesting insight into how it all works and his ability to whip up a crowd was uh, staggering okay. it started off something like a pop concert and gradually became more more frenzied with oh. small children there with their parents chanting uh, trump Trump lock her up all these kind of things uh, it was uh, it was interesting to see how how people could be whipped up like that um, but but quite frightening as well.
1: was it a bit triumph for the will? Well, what, I mean, I, you know, I don't want to invoke Godwin's law and start talking Nazis, but that's what it sounds like from what you're saying. I don't think there's I mean, any. I don't, th- not, I don't, don't think not quite don't, Nazi, but you know think that sort of demagogue whipping up the crowd. Type
2: the, thing the, the Nazi comparison thing that people have been going to, I think, is 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 not not a good one because you know he hasn't killed anybody, and I think. That should, you know, I just don't think that's a, a valid comparison. But in terms of the ability of a demagogue uh, mm. and the charisma of a, a demagogue and the ability to to, to 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 get people behind your cause, there's certainly, certainly, certainly a similarity there.
1: So he's got charisma. I mean, you know, and this, we, well, we well, watch I, him and we go, "This yeah, man has a Bampot, Look at his funny hair. But in real life, actually, he's, he's, not,
2: he's not a great speaker. Um, yeah. But I mean, I, I don't, I don't think you can entirely see it in terms of people wanting to reset the clock on social progress hmm. there's an element of that clearly and there were a lot of racist people at the rally but you can't simply put it all down to that because there are other factors at play there are lots of pe- lots of republicans i spoke to who were keen on his tax plans for example thinking that yeah. corporations will be encouraged to come to the u.s and the guys at the detroit news gave us a really interesting insight into the rust belt and how factors such as uh, overregulation of farming uh, loss of manufacturing jobs and uh, a desire to continue with coal mining when the dem- Democrats have been pushing the green energy agenda—all those factors coming into play as well. So I don't think it's simply about social issues.
1: Um, it's the economy, stupid. Well, Is that I think it falls down I, uh, to as uh, ever.
2: No, I think I think I think I, th- I don't I don't think you can underplay the uh, mm. the racism in some quarters, but you can't you can't simply say that all Trump supporters are racist. I don't think, a, I don't think that would be fair. Having spoken to the people that I did when when I was out there,
1: it's a coalition, isn't it? Like any victory, it's a coalition of. Racists, sexists, uh, people who want to reset the clock, free marketeers, all this sort of stuff. Not everyone, not all of them are bad. But, you know, it's a coalition of people voting in for different reasons. That's how you plus achieve election anti- victories at the end of the day, isn't
2: plus it? Plus the anti-establishment uh, thing. And it'll be interesting to see where he goes with that, because he's already employed lots of lobbyists, all the yes. people. He was supposed to be draining the swamp. That was one of the chants. He was supposed to be draining, yes. draining the swamp. And so far, he seems to have uh, filled it with the kind of people he was meant to be getting rid of. So whether whether the, the diehard fans hmm. uh, become disillusioned quite quickly, who knows?
1: Who'd have thought it, eh? Um, where else did you go? You, uh, how long were you out there for a couple of weeks?
2: Yeah, I was out there for, for two weeks. I was in uh, Washington, D.C., where we heard from uh, all the, what Michael Gove calls, experts. Oh. Who were all very, very... Who are comp-
1: actual experts. That's, they're not well, what no, Michael they, Gove calls, they call <laughs> they're experts.
2: Well, no, but they, I, I refer to Michael Gove because they were they were, they were were experts, obviously. They're huge, Hugely um, intelligent and very well informed uh, at the top of their fields. Mm. But all of them were entirely confident that Hillary Clinton was going to win arrogant to some degree, I would suggest, even Uh even even saying things like it's not mathematically possible unless he wins all the swing states, which, of course, he went on to do. So uh, there is a there is a similarity with Brexit Mm. there in terms of uh, uh, people not necessarily uh, tapping into to what what ordinary people are thinking. Did you see it coming? I didn't. I was quite sceptical when I went when I went when I went out there, having lived through the summer of Brexit. I thought don't trust pollsters mm. ever again then I spent a week interviewing said experts <laughs> yes. and I was kind of lulled into a sense of oh Hillary's probably oh. going to win and then of course uh, there was that creeping feeling of disbelief yeah. on, on election night I was, at, I was at the Democrat party in um, oh, Detroit bad luck. Well, th- the Trump campaign didn't have a Michigan party they put the money into their campaign uh. Uh, which paid off in the end because it went mm. red and yeah. actually in Michigan they haven't voted for a republican presidential candidate since 1988 oh. so it was a big big coup for him to win uh michigan mm. and other places in in the rust belt
1: although he didn't win the election of course hillary is now a million votes ahead and rising yeah. well well done everybody so uh hillary is not such a bad candidate after all it turns out um have you had dealings with trump obviously in your your aberdeen council no days? zero so that was that was the neighbors that, that, that got aberdeen involved it was uh, <coughs> see. which was fortunate um oh, did you see. want to get involved you know not think oh i could go and meet donald trump i'll just sort of Try and stick our oar in here and get involved and get some free rounds of golf.
0: No, no, I I kind of golf. So uh, okay. In uh, terms of the, the the question, I'm not. I I think the the prospect of Trump uh, is is kind of scary. I think he will moderate it. What really scares me is that someone saying all the things that he said mm. and having the lack of track record enabled to be that demonstrates that he can actually do mm. being the most powerful person on earth can win. It's it's what that Pandora's box of uh, some of the things he said that may or may not happen but we might get someone, if he doesn't do it in a few years time, who's actually going to do it uh, and feels emboldened by it yeah, and it's, It resets
2: no, the norm, no,
1: doesn't no, it? No, 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 no. You're, this is the high tide and it's going to go back. Well, well that the, would be nice Hashtag Clooney2020 Hashtag Kanye2020 Clooney among, among, <laughs> Kenya Kenya
2: among some of the people I spoke to there were, um, for example, there'd been um, instances of uh, hate crime at the University of Virginia mm. for example, and people were worried that those kind of things were going to be on the increase, yeah. and they were also concerned that people would feel, some of Trump's supporters would feel emboldened yes. by the fact that their man was now in, in, in the White House
1: was just going to hang on for four years, and then George Clooney will come and save us Oh, it would be amazing um,
2: Are you a uh, Clooney fan, James?
1: Oh come on, George Clooney is president, how good would that be? Have you seen Good Night and Good Luck?
2: I couldn't possibly he's, comment He's like
1: uh, a proper wishy-washy liberal, he's like a liberal wet dream he's amazing Uh, and his films are quite good apart from the batman one um right uh wannabe SNP leader callum mccague uh donald trump won by saying washington was bad i will speak up for you people sort of white rust belt people um we had a brexit vote in which ukip said brussels slash westminster is bad I will speak up for people like you, normal people. There's a party in Scotland who say, Westminster is bad, we will speak up for you people, Scots. Are you all in the same boat in some way? No. Why not?
0: That's a, I, that's a fair representation, isn't it? I, I th- th- that may be uh, a fair, uh, although I would, would question that. So you could you could boil what is being down uh, said down down to those. Yeah. But I think if you if you boil it back up um, to actually what, what, what standing up for you means, uh, what uh, what you people are. So I, I don't think anyone in Scotland ever said you being white Scottish people. They said people who live in Scotland, and I think there's a very, very big difference between what the SNP has said in terms of this and what either UKIP or Trump did in terms of appealing to to sections of the public. Um, I I do not think you can compare the, the... I just think, uh, well, uh, and I and I think you were wrong to do so. I think well, the, bre- the
2: Brexit comparison only goes so far as well. I think because there's ideological. I mean, whether you agree with them or not, people have held these views related to the EU since we since we joined. Yeah. So you know, there's an I- ideological sort of argument there. The same with um, uh, nationalism in Scotland, but hmm. with 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 Trump, there doesn't seem to be much of an ideology. Although they haven't sort of named. A movement after him now, Trumpism. But I think it's less, seems to be catch less about ideology. I think there. Um. Yeah, um. I, I,
0: I think so. Uh, the difference in terms of the campaigns, to an overwhelming degree, I think in 2014, we, both the SNP and the, the the wider Yes, uh, coalition, I suppose, were campaigning on hope. It was hope of a better future. It wasn't fear for the future. The fear of the present and fear of another and fear of But then that.
1: isn't that true of the other ones as well? And, you know, make America great again. And, you know, people like Liam Fox will tell you that the Brexit vote is because Britain's going out into the world to be friends with the Commonwealth who don't really want to be friends with us anymore <sighs> because we used to rule them. But uh, that would leave be that better. There was
0: there was no uh, suggestion uh, during the independence referendum that... Um, Immigration had got out of control. What was the, the, the what was the what was the poster the UK poster the awful one? What was the? Oh um, uh, yes, it was Nazi iconography. Oh, it was grim it? Yes. beyond belief, and and the only folks suggesting that we would build a wall in 2014 uh, were the Unionists, if I remember rightly. Um. Um, so I don't think we can be classed as being on. Surely
1: Brexit was hope. That
0: 350 million for the NHS turns out to be just a bit of hope <laughs> rather than an
1: actual promise. I,
0: I, it, it was. I, I think that, that both of those, uh, Trump and the the Brexit vote were were votes very much about against something. I I got involved. I've always been in favour of Scottish independence for something. It's not. So you can characterise it as being about not liking Westminster, not liking mm-hmm. what it is. But I would prefer to say it as actually we'd make a better crack at this if we did it ourselves I mean it would be very easy to draw a
1: line between the 2014 independence referendum the brexit vote the Trump victory.
0: They look
1: in many ways in the last few years and possibly in the ref 2 at the other end of it what the, uh, as, in, as,
0: in in all three cases the right wingers won
1: uh <laughs> you could draw that line, yes, I suppose yeah, you could that, That's um, not the line you were drawing they, though, is they it? <laughs> feel, you, it's easy to see how they feel like a moment Like, you know, politics is going through upheaval And somehow, what we didn't realise at the time That 2014 was the start of something Rather than stood in isolation But, you may tell me, that would be wrong
0: Well, scotland Scotland's the only place that seems to have voted for the status quo It did it in well 2014, it did it this year in terms of Brexit Yeah uh, and for whatever uh, reason, that that status quo doesn't exist anymore.
1: Does that then? Well, does that impose you a problem for indie ref too? And that Scots just like the status quo?
0: Well, there is no status quo. we'll
1: of course to the status quo? Well, there's no, no status quo. Not, they, not since Brexit. They've been but putting, they've changed, been putting it? out acoustic albums in the last few years. Come on, that's funny banter. Don't you, know, you tell me I can't do funny banter <laughs> right there? And That's a callback. No, there is of course a status quo. I mean, admittedly, we don't know exactly what the Brexit status quo is going to be. Well, yeah, so, but, I mean, so, so if we, don't, if we, don't, if
0: we don't know what it is, how can we have a status quo?
1: Well, it's leaving Europe. We know that.
0: Yeah, but we don't know what that means. And we know so it's, so it's, know, it's, it's
1: keeping not keeping Westminster, keeping House of Lords, keeping pensions, keeping uh, some sort of immigration controls. You know, we know a lot of things that are going to be a status we? quo. So so why
0: did did we spend the first part of this podcast talking (laughs) about the huge colossal uncertainty and the fact that the government can't answer any basic questions about it? That that, that, that could be described as status quo. I would probably describe that as complete and utter chaos and lack of government. Um, well, that, so, that sounds like so status quo the, the, in the, the 1980s, have you heard when they defended <laughs> it? Was, that was chaos um, so the, 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 uh, yeah. well, you can you can argue we can we can do pedantry around about whether there's a status quo I, what I think is beyond dispute is that the status quo voted for in 2014 and by Scotland in 2016 doesn't exist anymore. No, whole,
1: fair enough uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, there's a lot for people like me and Lindsay and you to ponder really, isn't it, to figure out what what uh, unfortunately we need the historians because they'll be able to see in 50 years back, 50 years' time, what bits actually stick together and what bits don't. Um, some of us will just have to try and you know thrash around and guess in the meantime, um, <laughs> like we have been doing for ages. Um, my average day, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Um, right, uh, I think we'll we'll call it a day there. I don't think we've actually solved anything there, have we? Uh, other than, um, probably not, you know. Status quo were all right in their heyday, really, weren't they? Again, you're too young for status quo, you two, oh, aren't you? Yeah. What, what, you're, all about, you're all about Mumford and Sons What's and people like quo? that, aren't you? <laughs> um, I will say uh, thank you once again to Callum McCake and thank you to Lindsay Razak. And uh, tune in next week for another uh, Political Yeti's Politics podcast. In the meantime, get in touch. I am politicalyeti at gmail.com or I am at politicalyeti on Twitter. Uh, Yeah, tune in next week. Thank you.